Hello, and welcome to Blue Lightning Healing Meditations. This is a different intro, so please give it a listen. My name is Susie Parker Goins. I'm Blue Lightning Healing. I'm a channel, and that means spirit guide energy comes through me, and I can physicalize it for you. So my voice changes, my posture will change, and you'll be talking to the guide directly. I don't often remember what's going on unless they want me to. You have a conversation with them. You talk to them, ask them questions, get their perspectives, and they will give you tools and techniques to use, learn new concepts to help you move forward in life. That's an energetic form of healing. And I do other energy healing like Reiki, and I can scan your body, help you identify blockages there, identify where the blockages are based from, which could be emotions or even past lives. And that leads so nicely into me telling you I'm a past life healer also. I have this ability to see a map that shows me different blips, and I check in on the blips and find out what it is, where it is, when it was, and what the issue is. And it's in relation to lifetimes that are relevant to you right now. Please like, comment, subscribe, share with your friends, donate, support me in any way you can so I continue to produce this content. My links are in the description box. The best way to get a hold of me is through my email at suzypgoins at gmail.com. Thanks very much. The concept of grief has been presenting itself throughout sessions and events. So I figure it's this is as good a time as any to talk about it to the best of my ability. So grief is one of those emotions that is it's kind of a surprise box of when you unpack it. Um, clients have come to me and they haven't grieved or they're afraid to grieve or they say they've been grieving for this long and somebody's told them, aren't you done yet? Well, I'd like to talk about my experience with grief. So my mom died when I was 13. She had colon cancer and was in treatment for it for two years. All kinds of things. They did everything they could. And yet, at 13, I had to go in and say goodbye to her. And everybody, we were in a close community. I went to Catholic school, and so there was a lot of people around who, we had a lot of people around us who helped us as they could, but I was just, we had a lot of people around us who helped us, but I, you know, I was 13. I didn't know what, the, I, I didn't know what was going on. So I didn't know how to feel. This was the first big time I had experienced this. So I'm standing at the service in my too short double knit polyester dress that my mom had made me, but it was the nicest dress I had. And the principal of my school, Sister Mary Catherine, was standing next to me. And I'm trying my level best to hold back tears. And Sister Mary Catherine looked at me. She turned to me and she said, That's right. Don't cry. Be a strong soldier. I'm going to be indelicate right now. But fuck her. That messed me up. 
for so very long. And then there's my dad who grieved my mom for over 40 years. Um, he dated, but he never got married again, which might have been totally an illegal and accounting matter, but he never forgot her, even in his dementia in his later years. He would ask where mom was. He was told she had died and he would grieve all over again. It got to the point where nobody would tell him. They would just say, ah, she's out. She'll be back. And then he would forget. A friend of ours, my mother's closest friend, she, one of her sons died. And it was at, I think it was one of, at one of those bridal showers that I was thrown for me and she sat with my youngest sister and asked how do you deal with the grief when does it stop when do you stop being sad and my sister said um, it doesn't really stop you just get used to it so now when I am talking to these clients who are dealing with grief. Some of them have said, well, you know, my person has been gone for answer A, six months. Answer B was gone and I nobody told me. Answer C was gone for years. And someone is telling them they need to wind it up. Time to wrap up your grief. Time to move on. I have a problem with that. I think grief is part of the process when one realizes that the physical we are in has an expiration date. I think my job now as a medium, yes, I actually can talk to dead people, is to assure people that they're not alone. Their grief is real. Their grief is theirs. And it can follow whatever schedule they need to. And, and it is my hope that in talking to me, they can share how they felt about their partner, sibling, parent, friend, coworker, whoever it is. And that helps to remind them that this person shared the planet with them. That it is a good place in which to be when you can encounter somebody who so affected your world. That you hurt, certainly in your heart, sometimes emotionally and physically, to know that that person is not there anymore in body. So in talking, in, in, in opening up to mediumship, I saw a video on YouTube and it was a woman who said, yeah, it's easy to be a medium. It's easy to talk to dead people. Just tell them you're ready. Tell them yes. Tell them you're open for business. And they all come swooping right in ready to, to pass on messages, which is very cool. 
I didn't trust it for a while, and honestly, I listened to them. I have channeled one dead person once, and it scared both me and the client to the point where I said, nope, and I shut it down. So now opening it up to listen to them, see, that was a problem with my boundaries. Being a channel, I thought, oh, yeah, but um, no, you don't want, I, I don't want to channel dead people. They get too caught up in the, wow, I haven't been in body for a while. Whew, this is cool, and no, <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. So, so in the conversations I've had with dead people, they are very reassuring and they are very kind to me when they say things that sound like how they were when they were in body. That helps me with feeling like I'm cluing in on the right person. The, um, angel of, well, you know, you've got spirit guides who are from the underworld. It doesn't mean they're evil. It just means they hang out with dead people. So Hades wasn't evil. He was lonely. That's why he took on Persephone. Persephone had an overbearing mom. That's why she spent six months in the underworld. Who else is there? Because there's Hades. There's, oh, geez, I don't remember any of them. They were all lined up right there. Azrael, he's the one. He is he is a protector of souls. And he'll he's gonna come through. So give me a minute. See you on the other side. Greetings. I am Azrael. Oh I am I am a guide for beings who are crossing over. Those souls who are remembering who they were before they were in the physical. In sessions, this one has had, she felt I was the sad guy at the office, the quiet one. I would offer up that I see a part of people that they are afraid to see. When one leaves the physical body, one becomes one with divine. One no longer hurts. Pain is removed. Grievances are nullified. All that which seemed so important when one was in body mean nothing to them in spirit. They are past the tantrum throwing, the bull launching, all of those petty, petty actions humans in anger have. I guide them to help them I guide them to a place in which they can see their divinity. We talk so much about divinity, I understand, and one could get, grow quite weary of it. But truly, when one understands, when you understand that you are divine and divinely perfect, and what happens is in divine order, and yes, divine this, divine that, divine yada, yada, yada. But truly, when you understand that, 
you make it so much easier for yourself. There are people, there are places, there are times when one feels like the human embodiment is too much, or they are lacking, they don't have the energy for it, or one is thinking, why bother? We ask you to bother. We ask you to bother about yourself, for yourself. And then when you are at a place where you feel more secure, then please reach out to those who are at the brink of not bothering anymore. See yourself as hmm, hands held, arms linked together to lift those who would otherwise fall not through the cracks but into the into the abyss and oubliettes the room of forgetting the room of the forgotten there are many there do not fall into it yourself find someone who can throw you a rope, lend you a hand, offer you that support that you need to at least get your bearings, to remind yourself of your humanity and your divinity. Sure, you may be kind of roughshod for a bit there, but you will come through it. As the lovely Gaia said in another channeling, divinity is not looking for perfection. Divinity is looking for you. Allow divine to help. And divine can be embodied in signs, a book, a movie, something you see, something you hear, something you said, someone you know, someone you meet. That's the beauty of divine, is that it manifests in so many ways. Look to your dreams, my friends. Look to your dreams and your thoughts. Look to your knowing. Blessings. Oh, until next time, blessings.